Hello, this is Angela Schaefers, the host of Your Story Matters radio show. If you would like further information about the show, you can contact us at www.yourstorymatters.net. We would love to hear from our listeners with questions or comments, or if you'd like a connection to one of the guests, we'd be happy to provide that for you. Today I'm interviewing Michael Mary. He is an author, publisher, and founder of The Note Project. Hi, Mike. Welcome to the show. Hi, Angela. Glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. I'm so excited about your project and all that you've been doing so far. It's really amazing to find people like yourself that are just reaching out to connect people globally and to share some messages that are really important, especially these days in the current state of certain situations going on throughout the world. But before we talk about the Note Project, can you tell our listeners a bit of your story? Because, of course, your story is what kind of encouraged and inspired and led up to what you're doing today. Well, sure, I'd be glad to. And you're right, it, it, this did all start with kind of a, a personal experience of mine. Uh, so the Note Project really started with a, a note that I received from my youngest sister several years ago. Uh, when when we were little, uh, our parents divorced and my brothers and sisters were put in an orphanage. Uh, I ended up living with my father, but I visited my siblings whenever I could, and I always tried to do something special on those visits. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, and but I never knew uh, what my brothers and sisters thought of me and my visits. You know, and then mm -hmm. years later, I received a note from my youngest sister thanking me for the memories from from one of those visits. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I'll tell you that note healed years of self-doubt for me. Mm. And I found myself rereading it uh, many times. And then one day I realized I should share my sister's note and the message about the importance of appreciation. Mm. And so I, I first, you know, first I told the story in a newspaper article with the local paper. Uh, and then later I ended up uh, putting the story in, in a book called The Note, which mm -hmm. kind of told more of our family story, but also uh, talked a lot about the importance of appreciation and, and really how to write a note. And now, uh, finally, with the Note Project, I just keep kept looking for ways to share this message, and, and that's what led me to the Note Project. Mm -hmm. That's powerful, and I want to talk a little bit more about that, because as you know, your Story Matters radio show is all about going back into our stories to learn and heal from that, and then share that wisdom with others. Can you share some of the things, having been in that situation during your childhood, of being the one who was not in the um, home for for orphans, and being going to see your siblings and having that sort of relationship with them, what were some of the feelings surrounding that? Well, there were a lot of feelings. Uh, so I'm the eldest of, of seven. Uh, so I have six brothers and sisters, mm -hmm. and uh, all and all six of my brothers and sisters did end up spending several years in an orphanage. Uh, so the first thing I learned, you know, this was when I was I was about thirteen or fourteen at the time. First thing I learned is that I, I didn't realize an orphanage is not just for orphans. Most of the children there were actually just from you know, broken families or impoverished families, and and the parents had no other choice but to put their children in an orphanage. Mm -hmm. um, and it, like I said, at that point, I was uh, uh, went to live with my father. But actually, there was another piece of the story in there that I'll share with you. Um, I, I actually stayed at home with my mother for about a year. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, on the surface of things, you know, I was I was old enough. I had a part time job. And, and uh, so on the surface of things, I think she kind of rationalized it by saying, well, 
you know, uh, you're the oldest, you've got a job, I'm going to keep you at home. But the mm-hmm. truth is, I think she just wanted to have someone at home to have mm-hmm. some company. Mm-hmm. Mm. And the other piece of that is that, uh, you know, there there was a lot of guilt on my part, mm-hmm. part you know, in part because I did not go to the orphanage like my brothers and sisters did. Mm-hmm. But the other part of the guilt came from the fact that I abused that privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, that year that I was at home with my mother, I skipped school, uh, I ran around with my friends, stayed out late at night, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it all kind of culminated one day when I skipped school and, and took my mother's car and went out for a joyride and wrecked it. Mm. And uh, that's that's what prompted me to end up going to live with my father so that I would find more discipline. Mm-hmm. And the result of all that is that I really contributed to breaking up our family even more than it was already broken. Mm. Uh, so so I carried around a lot of guilt. Um, mm-hmm. And those visits back home, which were only about once a year, uh, I really did try to make up for it and mm-hmm. also kind of took on a role as almost like another father figure for my brothers and sisters because our, our, as far as they were concerned, our father was out of the picture. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you brought up that point because that was going to be my next question is, do you think, because I know there's still many situations like similar, not even close to, but have the same underlying um, thing going on here, that children should take on the role of being an adult and what are your thoughts now that you are an adult and you've moved beyond that situation and that part of your life do you think that that is fair to put that sort of responsibility in even if it's the idea of having that sort of guilt and shame is that fair to a child is that how a child should grow up or be in that circumstance well, the short answer is no, it, it's not fair. And, and I don't say that based on my personal experience. I think of other kids who might be in that situation. And, and no, kids should be able to enjoy their childhood. But the fact is, you know, there are a lot of broken families and mm-hmm. it just doesn't work out that way. A lot of kids do end up assuming the roles of adults early in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of I, I didn't seek that role and probably wasn't the best at it, but in some ways I ended up living that role. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mentioned that that my sister thanked me for the, the memories of one of those visits. Well, I'll tell you what that visit was. I came home on a Christmas Eve uh, to visit my mother and my siblings, and uh, they didn't have a Christmas tree yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so I, took, uh, I took my sister out, and uh, we picked out a tree. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, she told me years later that, you know, that was the first time she ever got to pick out a tree. And that every time she goes now to get one every year, she thinks of, of that first trip to get a tree and it makes her smile. Wow, that's awesome, Mike. And I think that's so important because it's those memories that we create that often can, people can carry on throughout the years. And I totally get what you're doing here is that it's all tied into being appreciative of those things that have happened along the way that sometimes in the midst of it all we don't even realize how powerful it is but I'm I'm so glad that she was able to later on really thank you and bless you for all that you had done that's amazing well it did, and it did have a huge impact and you know I don't think she didn't set out to write a note to have a big impact. You know, mm-hmm. she was just thinking one of those holidays. She, I'm sure it just occurred to her, you know, I should send my brother a note, you know, mm-hmm. and tell him that I still remember this. Mm-hmm. And, 
you know, and at the time when I took my sister Sharon to get a tree, I wasn't trying to do anything big. You know, I just got home and realized, you know, there's no tree. We should get one, mm-hmm. you know, so we just, it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but I have told her since then that that note, like I said, you know, I had all those years of self-doubt, you know, mm-hmm. was I doing any good or not when I came home to visit mm-hmm. and to, to hear that, um, that it did make a difference. Uh, did alleviate a lot of that guilt and uh, and really allowed me to move on in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And I think that's much like sharing a part of our story. There's things that we don't realize sometimes by sharing a part of us, our story, our journey, what we've been through can be so powerful for other people. It can encourage and inspire them and help them to see that there's another way to deal with the circumstances or the situation. Yep, absolutely. You're absolutely right. I think that sharing stories is is a cathartic experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it can really help uh, to heal, and it can really help to change people. Mm-hmm. The, the other thing that her, my sister's note did for me was, aside from the, the good feelings that it brought to me about uh, the past and helping me deal with the past, is it prompted me to take a look around and say, you know what, I'm I'm not the best at sharing appreciation. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should do more of that. Mm-hmm. And I did just kind of take stock and looked around and said, you know what? I'm very fortunate to have family that loves me and to have a lot of good friends around. And it's high time that I told them how much I care about them and how much I appreciate them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that, yeah. And that changes everything. When you start looking at people and start thinking, what do I appreciate about this person versus what does this person do that bugs me or what mm-hmm. don't I like about this person? It mm-hmm. just changes everything. That's right. I really think that an attitude of gratitude, as a lot of people call it, is life-changing because we learn to start looking at the cup being full rather than half empty or empty, if you will. Yep. Another anal- analogy that's used often But it's so true because I think we can actually have grace and compassion for people when we can see the good in them, when we can see the times that they've made an effort to do something for us or to try and be a better person themselves. And when we show appreciation for that, it often then creates a ripple effect of them wanting to be better and do more, if that makes sense. Yep, it absolutely makes sense. And it's absolutely true. It does happen. And uh, as does, you know, once you start to be more appreciative and and let people know how you feel about them, uh, you start to attract those kinds of people to you. Mm -hmm. You you end up being surrounded by people who are appreciative and share their feelings. And uh, that's, that's a wonderful environment to be in. Yes, it is. I agree with that completely. That is definitely the circle of my influence as far as friends, family, and colleagues. There are definitely people who can see that there's so much that we have to be thankful for versus, as you said, thinking about the negativity and the things that aren't going our way. Can you share with our listeners uh, one of the stories that you have that has really touched you when you went ahead and thanked someone for something that they've done or said to you? Is there something that sticks out in your mind? Yeah, yeah, there, there is. So, I, I, like I say, I did end up kind of taking stock, you know, and, and uh, this is part of what I do. I, I conduct workshops on appreciation and, and how to write a note of appreciation, and I spend part of each workshop, and, and I do these for free. I just do them at libraries and community centers, wherever I am, and uh, we always spend part of the time. I just ask people to reflect on 
the people who have had a positive impact on them throughout their lives. And so I did that. I went through that exercise myself. And one of the people I thought of uh, was the person who was our next door neighbor when I was a, a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Miss Latoni. And, um, you know, I used to, used to always want to go out after dinner and play with my friends. But as soon as I went out the front door, I would typically encounter Miss Latoni sitting on a bench in her front yard. Mm-hmm. And she'd want me to stop and spend some time with her, or sometimes say a prayer with her. And, you know, I, I, I always wanted to get on with, with playing, but mm-hmm. I, I did, I did always stop and spend a little time with her. Uh, and anyway, so years later, I, I sent her this note. Um, I'll just read this to you, if that's all right. That'd be great. Uh, uh, Dear Miss Latoni, I often think of the times you asked me to stop and say a prayer with you before I went out to play after dinner. I probably seemed anxious to go play with my friends, and I was. But looking back, I am glad we spent the time together. You are one of the most thoughtful and caring people I know. Thank you. Aw, that's awesome. Well, thanks. And it's, you know, the other, the thing I like to point out about that note and and others is that, you know, it doesn't have to be a big three or four page letter to somebody. That's right. That's Uh, right. It's wonderful if you, if you like to write and can, and want to write a long letter, that's wonderful. But it really does just take, you know, a few sentences or a short paragraph to let somebody know how you feel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm fortunate that, that Miss Latoni is still with us, and I was able to send this letter to her years after the fact. And, and uh, of course, I've seen her since then, so I, I, I know that it meant a lot to her. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I love that. And I think it's so important that people realize it's never too late. As you've said, in, in both cases, these are happened years later when your sister sent you the note, when you sent the note to your neighbor, and it really doesn't matter when. I mean, we obviously want to emphasize, I think every day we should show gratitude to somebody, but don't feel like it just can't happen because it was five years ago or ten years ago or in your childhood because I think no matter when you show appreciation, someone is always happy to hear that. Would you agree? I think that's very true. And, uh, you know, so part of what I encourage people is, you know, number one, don't let an opportunity pass. If you, if you have an opportunity, uh, seize it, you know, don't let it pass. But if, but if the opportunity, the immediate opportunity has passed, you're right. It's never too late. And, uh, and I say that because I think that's true. Even if, even if a person has passed on and I'll give you an example of that, um, Mm -hmm. So one of the people, another person I thought of that I wanted to thank from my past was was my great aunt. Uh, my great aunt, aunt Nina, uh, lived in, lived in Tampa, and uh, just outside of Tampa, she they had an orange grove. Mm. And um, when we were little, we didn't have much money, and and our aunt let us uh, come there and spend our vacations on her orange grove. Mm. And uh, so I have wonderful memories of that. You know, essentially mm-hmm. being on a farm and having a lot of room to roam around and. Uh, right next to her house was a swamp with alligators, you know, so that was kind of exciting. And yeah. <laughs> she, she, she would help us. She would help us catch chameleons and, and all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, by the, when I finally got around to saying I should thank my aunt, uh, she, she had passed on. So what I ended up doing was, was writing a note to my cousin, Bob, her mm-hmm. son. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think this is true of anybody. If, if uh, there's somebody you want to thank from your past and the, the moment has passed, then you can still share memories of that person with with one of their relatives or one of their friends. 
uh, I think it's a wonderful way to honor a person's memory. So, so if I may share another note with you, I'll, I'll read you the one that I wrote to my cousin. That would be lovely. So uh, this, is, this is to my cousin, Bob. Uh, Dear Bob, it has been many years since Aunt Nina died, but I want to let you know that I think of your mother often. Uh, my family didn't have much money when I was a kid, and Aunt Nina used to let us stay at your orange grove in Florida for our vacation. I have many fond memories of those vacations. One time, Aunt Nina helped me catch a chameleon, and I used to laugh when she talked about her plans to catch an alligator from the pond by your house. <laughs> she was a special person, and I will always remember her, your cousin, Mike. I love it. And I think that is so crucial, what you're saying, is that, you know, I've dealt with a lot of people, counseled them, and tried to work with them about grief. And I know that mm -hmm. sometimes the most healing they get is years later when somebody they come upon, they meet them, or they send them a note, shares with them a story like that of gratitude or memory. And that is just so powerful when we don't have the loved one here anymore, but we can have that connection with someone else who had something special with them. Yep, absolutely. I, I very, very much agree. And I think that's important for people to realize. Uh, don't just share those memories. Don't carry them around with you. Uh, it's good for you, and it's good for the person to hear it. That's right. Years. Yep, that you still remember those people. Same thing I believe about sharing our stories. Don't keep them inside, people. Tell them. <laughs> That's right. So let's talk about the note project then. How did it come about to, I know you mentioned writing the book, and mm -hmm. was it from there that you decided to start the project or lead the audience into knowing how that came about? Well, it really was. It was kind of a, a series of things. Like I say, I, I first got the note from my sister. I kind of kept it to myself for a while, uh, but then I realized I should share it. I, and I just started trying to think of, you know, how can I share this message? And so, you know, like I say, I first wrote it in a newspaper article, and then a friend encouraged me to take that, that little story and from the newspaper article and, and turn it into a book. And so the the book that I wrote, it's it, you know it's a, a little book. The first half of it is a, is the story of our family and and that that led up to that note of appreciation. So it tells uh, that story in a little bit more detail. Uh, but the second half of the book talks about the importance of, pre of appreciation, uh, why people don't share appreciation and why they should, mm -hmm. and then really just step by step, here's how to write a simple but heartfelt note of appreciation. So kind of take people through the steps and then share some examples. And, uh, and so, you know, that was part of it for me. It was That was another way to get the word out. But then after I, after I published that book, I just kept thinking, you know, what more can I do? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that led me to the note project. I, I just thought that this would be a good way to, to essentially what I'm trying to do is just facilitate and help make it easier for other people to share appreciation. Mm -hmm. So, um, so part of the note project is I've set up the noteproject.com website where uh, people can go and find some helpful tips and inspiring stories and videos. Uh, there are free e-cards there if, if that helps you. If you're, you know, if you're not comfortable putting words on paper, then e-cards is an option. Uh, I've created a space on the website where you can share your notes and stories, which to me is an important part of it. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can you can share a note just as I did, or if you're if you know I understand that sometimes a, a note is a very personal and private thing, so maybe you don't want to share that, but maybe you want to share the story behind it. You know, mm -hmm. tell us about the person, or and what they did that 
prompted you to want to share appreciation with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then uh, at, at the end of the project, what I'd like to do is take some of those stories and notes and, and publish a book about it. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think all those stories and all those notes, uh, if you put them out there, it's just going to, going to inspire more people. Absolutely. I agree with that. I think that was one of the things when I went to the website that I felt like, you know, it's really because there's so many different stories and ways to show gratitude or words, if you will. There were so many, there are so many options to find a way to thank someone and to think about that whole process, what that looks like, what are some of those things that you should feel appreciative of and then express that gratitude towards others. So what is the goal of the project other than via the website helping people to share their gratitude and to share some of their stories about it? Well, there are a couple of goals. I mean, I did set a goal of, of 1 million notes. So what I'm asking people to do is, is go to noteproject.com and you can, you can, one of the things you can do there is pledge to send a note. And each pledge will count towards our goal of 1 million. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I, this is going to be a global thing, uh, which I think is wonderful. Mm-hmm. I've already had people from Singapore, Kuwait, Afghanistan, uh, places in Europe, Australia, who have pledged to send a note. So I just find it very exciting that in this day and age, uh, with the Internet and other ways of communicating, it, it's, this type of thing can be a global thing and, mm-hmm. and touch people all over the world. And I... One of the things that I tell people is that by by being part of the Note Project, you are being part of something that really will enrich the lives of many people. That's right. Uh, it, it'll obviously enrich the life of the person who receives a note from you because you're telling them that you appreciate them, and, and mm-hmm. of course, that's going to make them feel good. Mm-hmm. But you're you're going to feel good too. Writing a note of appreciation has a big positive impact on you. Uh, number one, you're doing good by by telling someone else how you feel about them, but you're also letting your own feelings free. So instead of carrying that that around with you, you're you're putting it out there in the world, and that is a tremendous uh, release and good feeling. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it, the other thing is, it, like I say, some notes are private. I understand that, but if you, to the extent that people do share their notes and stories, that has a positive effect on the people who hear them and witness all of that. Uh, so it does have a huge ripple effect. That's right. I believe that for sure. And it, you know, it's, and it's not just uh, it's not just um, an emotional thing, although that's important. Uh, you know, if I could, I'm going to share a quote from from Dr. Wayne Dyer with you, uh, where he talks about he in this quote he's talking about acts of kindness. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, but I consider a note of appreciation to be an act of kindness. So I Mm -hmm. think this applies. Mm -hmm. Uh, So here's what he says. Uh, Research has shown that a simple act of kindness directed toward another human being improves the functioning of the immune system and stimulates the production of serotonin in both the recipient of the kindness and the person extending the kindness. Even more amazing is that persons observing the act of kindness have similar beneficial results. So Mm. kindness extended, received, or observed beneficially impacts the physical health and feelings of everyone involved. So it, it does have positive emotional and physical benefits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. And like you said, to think about that happening in a bigger way on a global level 
is incredible because that is definitely what we need with so many things going on throughout the world that are disheartening and difficult and challenging and heartbreaking at some yes. you know sometimes something like this can help to deal with those situations that some we cannot change but some we can simply by coming together as a community and sharing those feelings and thoughts that are good things that bring about peace mm -hmm. i think it does. It does. And, you know, one of the things that, that I really like about the No Project and that I think other people like is that, you know, sometimes we sit alone at home and we think, oh, there's all this stuff going on in the world and there's nothing I can do about it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not true. You can do something about it. That's and right. Even just writing a note of appreciation to another person, that, that might seem like a small thing, but that can be huge. That mm -hmm. can change another person's life. It can change your life. It could even save a life. You know, mm -hmm. if somebody receives that note at just the right time, it's a very powerful thing. Yes, it is. And based on that, I wanted to ask you what your thoughts are on sending a note to someone you don't necessarily know. I know that a lot of vets that I've worked with or people currently in the military now and serving abroad would love to have someone even that they don't know just tell them thank you for being there to support, you know, the country and to help others and do what they're doing. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's a very powerful and wonderful thing to do uh, at all levels, certainly to servicemen and, and people who are serving our country. That's a wonderful thing to do. I, I think it's it's a wonderful thing to do even for the, the janitor cleaning the restroom at the airport mm -hmm. or any anybody who, you know, like you say, anybody you don't know who is performing a service, uh, Certainly, somebody who's serving our country, obviously, they deserve our support and appreciation. But there are people in all walks of life who are underappreciated. That's right. And and it's a, it can be a very simple thank you. Uh, if there's an opportunity to send them a note or a letter, that's wonderful, too. But sometimes, you know, sometimes it is just a simple thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, pat on the back mm -hmm. is all it takes. Yes, I agree. And I want to encourage people that you can definitely write the letter and send a note, but there's all kinds of ways every day to thank someone. And I think, as we talked about earlier, when you start living life that way, it's just amazing what can happen from that. I mean, I do not go without one day without saying thank you to someone. And usually I'm talking about people that I don't know that are providing a service or I'm out and about and I see them, you know, push a cart into the out of the way for somebody in the parking lot or whatever it yep. is. And I think that those little acts of gratitude just are huge, not only because it makes someone feel better, but it often helps remind them to show some appreciation too for others, especially for those who are just, you know, right there in our paths every day doing things that make our life easier. Yep, you're absolutely right. It definitely does have that other kind of ripple effect of, you know, if somebody says thank you to me, that is a reminder to mm -hmm. me that, you know, I, I need to make that a part of my day, too, and mm -hmm. pass it on. Absolutely. Yep. Now, I know with the Note Project, you're also supporting global liter literacy. So tell the audience how that works and what you're doing on that front. Yes, th thank you for mentioning that, because that is another goal of the project. It, to me, there's there's an obvious connection between the whole idea of writing a note of appreciation and literacy. And so what I've decided to do is, is uh, well, I've made a pledge to 
donate, make donations to 12 literacy projects in 12 countries over the next 12 months. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do that through Global Giving, uh, globalgiving.org. And here's how it works. There's no cost to participate in the note project, so anybody can go to the website and, and make a pledge to send a note and, and use all the tools and inspiration on there. I hope that helps people. Uh, but if you need a little extra help, uh, you can you can support the note project and support literacy programs by buying a one dollar uh, note project starter kit, mm-hmm. and that that kit includes a, a ebook edition of the note, the, the book that I talked about earlier, along with some gifts from from some of the people who are sponsoring the project. So for one dollar, you get a lot of information and and hopefully a lot of inspiration, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and a share of those proceeds are going to support literacy projects around the world. So I'm very excited about that. I love that. I saw that and I thought, you know what? What a perfect way to spend a dollar. I know that there's a lot of people struggling financially. I totally get that. And I understand that we need to take care of our priorities and our responsibilities. But seriously, for all that, for a dollar is really amazing and I think that's one of the things that I wanted to make sure that people understood. You can go to the site for free and use all of the tools and just read all kinds of great stuff. Spend your dollar and get so much more and you will be amazed at what it helps do for others. So thank you so much Mike for being on the show today and sharing about the Note Project. Can you let the listeners know again how they would connect with you and where they can go to find out more? Sure. Thanks, Angela. It's it's really easy. Just go to noteproject.com and uh, you'll find all kinds of information there about the Note Project and about sharing appreciation. Wonderful. Mike, I wish you the best in your endeavors and I will do my part to make sure that you get your, that you reach your goal of one million people in 2011 writing a note of appreciation. I will do more than one, but I know I only count as one, but I'm going <laughs> to share it with others And I hope that anyone listening will do the same. It's really not a difficult thing to do. It's something easy and something that, as Mike pointed out, can make you feel good and make the other person feel good, too. Thanks, Angela.